Welcome to the Big Cast Experience. Here's your host, Grant Wakefield and Brody Gravit. That's right, Brant. Welcome to the Big Cast, everybody. I'm Grant Wakefield. And I'm Brody Gravit. And we've got a very special episode for you today with a very special guest. It's 2 o'clock. I'm James Spann in the Weather Center with an update on the severe weather situation. 47 miles per hour. We've got a tornado warning for Walker in Winston. All okay, right. There first, it is. First tornado warning of the day. Don't see the darker clouds underneath that. It's down. You can see the debris swirling underneath this thing. And uh, this is a tornado emergency for the city of Coleman. Uh, this is a storm that has multiple reports of a tornado down in Bear Creek. Everybody, this is the Franklin County line. This is Franklin County. This is Marion County. But the clear message here, if you are anywhere close to uh, uh, between Hamilton and Hackleburg, you need to be in a safe place. And, all right. And this is a new tornado warning now. This is another one. This is for a dangerous storm 10 miles west of Sulligent. A large, violent tornado coming up on downtown Tuscaloosa. Be in a safe place. This will be a day that will go down in state history. And all you can do is pray for those people. With that, we welcome the Chief Meteorologist of ABC 3340 in Birmingham, Mr. James Spann. Mr. Spann, welcome and thank you for joining us today. Fellas, it is an absolute honor to be here. All right, and just to start, uh, for our listeners that may not know, tell us about your early life and how you got started in weather. Well, I was born about 300 years ago. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, uh, no, I just love weather ever since I was a kid. I mean, I, I'm, I'm from a small town in South Alabama. You guys have probably never heard of my hometown. It's called Greenville, Alabama. If you ever drive to Gulf Shores, you'll drive through there. And I just love weather. I just loved it. I was born with it. I, people are born with a certain fascination with things, a passion for things. And for some reason, that, that's the case with me. And as an older child, I would move to Tuscaloosa, which is like the weather capital of the universe. And, uh, I, I, and this was in the 1970s, and we had just horribly violent weather. And uh, I got into ham radio, and I got into storm spotting, and my interest was really on fire. And so that kind of started it all. So I've been doing this on TV since 1978. I'm old. All right, for the second question, when you moved to ABC 3340, did you know that that was a station for you? Yeah, you know, the, the deal is I've been in Birmingham since, in Alabama, again, since 1978. I was transferred to Dallas for a few years. I was in Texas back in the mid-80s for a little bit, but mostly I've been here and I had been working at, at another station in Birmingham, and, and it was great. I had friends there, and everything was fine. But the one thing they would not let me do was long-form tornado coverage. And that was always my passion. I wanted to go on TV and just stay on TV when there's a tornado around. It doesn't make sense to be showing Freak of the Week or whatever on TV when you've got you know something that can kill people. And so this station formed in 1996 and they gave me a chance to join them as the station was being built and that was they, they said to me you you can go on tv anytime you want to it, it and with that freedom i said i know this is the right decisions and it was hard i left a lot of friends at the other channel but uh, i've been here for 26 years and it's been a great ride they have honored every commitment and promise they made way back in the beginning and also, you were able to bring in some 
some of your coworkers from other stations, 23340, with you when you went. Yeah, you know, I, and this is way back before you knuckleheads were born. This was a long time ago, but we, we had about uh, probably 30 that came over from the other station to, to kind of help form this new station in in Birmingham. And uh, and it was, a, it was a gamble. I mean, it, anytime you do that, that's a risk. It was a risk for them and a risk for me, but it, it really all worked out. Uh, if you do the right thing, that will ultimately be honored. And I think that is the right thing. And of course, all the other stations started doing it after... 3340 started doing it, which is fine. That, that's the way it should be. So, uh, yeah, we some of us have been together for over 35 years. And uh, you talk about you're on the air continuous when a tornado warning is issued. And a generation-defining day for our generation uh, prior to this pandemic was April 27, 2011. And you were on the air for over 15 hours. Kind of describe the emotions that you had that day and then what it was like being on the air for that long? Well, you know, we knew going in it was going to be a bad day. I mean, all the parameters were in place, but you never know until it unfolds. And what happened that morning, we didn't expect the morning to be that bad. We had two rounds of storms, one early in the morning and then the really big one later in the day. But that morning round of storms was a little bit of a surprise and that in itself was horrible. We had five people that were killed. We had a quarter million people with no power. And that really affected to some degree how we could communicate with people later in the day. Uh, and we had a little lull during the middle of the day. And, and we used that lull to try and get some of our infrastructure back. We had cameras down. We had microwave paths down. We had a lot of structural, our infrastructure damage from the morning storms. But when the afternoon stuff started, it got busy. And, and I didn't have time to think about the historic nature of the day. I didn't have time to think about the magnitude of the event. I was just too busy. I missed it. Um, I, when, when I'm on television doing that, you, you, you're, you're, every CPU cycle in your brain has to be focused on looking at live streams in the field, looking at National Weather Service chat sessions, looking at all the social media stuff coming in. In, in being coherent. So I, I, in, in a way, it's good. I, I didn't get hung up in the emotion of the day because understand all of us, we had people in the path of those tornadoes and we, it would have been very easy to get emotional, but I just didn't have time to do that. Um, and it really didn't dawn on you until the next day, how bad the day was. And I look back on it and, and I think it was our finest hour and it was our worst hour. Um, to this day, you know, 11 years later, the, the only number that matters to me is 252. That's the number of people that died that day. And they died on my watch. And that's not cool. That's not excusable. And we've all got work to do. And I think what we learned that day is that what we do is not enough. I do physical science. That is all I know. I don't know much about TV. I don't know much about human behavior. I know physical science, weather. And so we brought in social scientists to help us improve our messaging during times of weather like that. But yeah, that was a, that was a big day. That that's a generational type of event. I had one like that when I was in high school. And uh, next time we have, have a day like that, I'll be at the uh, cemetery. I won't be here. You save many lives with your severe weather coverage and you call out many neighborhoods that are in the path of storms. In March of 2021, your house took a direct hit from a tornado. What were your feelings on air knowing that your wife and house were in the path of the storm? Well, again, you know, it, it was a situation where you're so busy, you can't focus on a lot. But I will say that, yeah, that, that realism will sit in after a while. You're thinking, uh-oh, I mean, this thing is going right for your house. And so 
Um, I, and I'm a multitasking machine. You have to be when you're on that green wall. And so I texted my wife really quickly. I was on the air. I said, you shelter now. And she texted back and she said, I'm there. And when I got that message, I know that she's going to be fine. We have a tornado shelter that's rated for an EF5 tornado. But still, you're human. I mean, you have to wonder, is the house still there? What does it look like? Is she going to walk out of that tornado safe place and look up and see nothing, you know? And um, that was, was, it was the distraction of a lifetime. But again, the the deal was, I knew she was fine. And um, when we're up there in that wall, you got other lives in danger. It's just not my house. There's a whole bunch of houses out here. So you can't step away and you just can't stop. You're like in a battle and you just can't abandon the battle in the middle of a battle. You've got to stay in there and keep fighting. So I did that. And I did step away for a second to talk with her. And and thankfully, the house uh, uh, made it. What's amazing, the roof stayed on the house. In fact, I'm in the home studio now. It looks like I'm at the TV station. Uh, I'm in my home office. And uh, uh, I'm going to find out the guy that put the roof on this house and buy him some Chick-fil-A because that was an EF3 tornado and a direct hit. And the house pretty much stayed intact. There was a lot of damage to the roof and trees down on the house. But again, all all that stuff has been repaired. And uh, you said you had to step away for a little bit. And your meteorologist in the studio there with you, Taylor Serralo, took over for you. You've had a lot of people come through as you've been the chief meteorologist. Talk about kind of what have how their roles have been in severe weather coverage and how they're important to making the whole operation work. Whoever's in the studio with me on a tornado day, they have to be your soulmate. (laughs) And uh, I've had several and I've had great, great, great people with me. On April 27, 2011, Jason Simpson was with me. And I I firmly believe we were both born to be in that room on that day during that event. Uh, Jason was the best of the best. Uh, He's been up in Huntsville uh, for a while. but yeah, I've had some amazing folks work that radar equipment with me. And Taylor, quite frank, she's probably the best we've ever hired. I look back at some of the young people that have come through there. Ginger Z, who's the chief meteorologist for Good Morning America on ABC News, she looped through our place. And uh, Taylor is much like Ginger. She's got a servant's heart. Uh, she's the best at the science. Goodness gracious, she could derive the vorticity equation. You ought to see her college notes from her uh, days at the University of Georgia taking meteorology. Uh, but the main thing, she's got that servant's heart. She, she understands we're there to serve people. But I look back at the John Oldshoes of the world, Charles Daniel, uh, Taylor, I, goodness, I don't want to start naming names here, but they, they serve an absolutely critical role because they make the magic happen. And they have to know what I want before I call for it. And mostly they do. So, uh, And we have others in the field. And that's the other thing. The person out there in the field has got to be your soulmate, too. For years and years, we had Brian Peters. Brian just retired, which broke my heart, but I understand his decision. But uh, uh, that the person out there in the field, they need to know where to be before the tornado gets there. And at the same time, how to stay safe and not get hurt. It's dangerous work out there. Um, you have now written three books over the last few years, Weathering Life, Benny and Chipper, Prepared Not Scared, and All You Can Do is Pray. Tell us about those books. Well, first off, I'm not a writer. Uh <laughs> I just was encouraged to do that by some other people. And, and the first one is an autobiography called Weathering Life. And I really wrote that. I took the time. And I, I don't have time to write books, but I took the time to do that because I think there's a lot of people like me that that's maybe struggle with things that have happened in their past. 
in their background and they don't have a lot of confidence. Uh, the, I'm a child, a fatherless child from a low income family of two, me and my mama from Greenville, Alabama. And we had no money. We had no hope. And after my father abandoned me and her and uh, it looked pretty bleak, but you know, we made it. And I, I just mainly wrote that as an encouragement to people that it's going to be okay. Everybody deals with stuff, everybody. And if you've been through some bad stuff, it's still going to be okay. And uh, I made something out of it. So I, and I wanted to just share some history of the events I've worked over the years. I wanted to kind of capture that. Uh, so that's the first one. The, the All You Can Do Is Pray. That's about April 27, 2011. And if I didn't write that book, um, I'll, I would probably have been haunted every day for the rest of my life. It's a calling. When you're called to do something, you really need to respond to do that. And what I felt like I needed to do was to tell not only the science of the day to capture that part of it, but also tell the unwritten stories. All those people died and, and the news people can only cover so many of them. And so I wanted to capture the science of the day, what it was like to work in that room. And at the same time, tell some stories of people that lived and people that didn't live and just kind of capture the magnitude of the event. And probably the most important book is that children's book, uh, the Benny and Chipper series. We're going to have a series of those books for kids. A lot of kids love weather, and some kids are afraid of weather. And it's kind of for both. And, uh, and so the next one, the first was kind of a general book about weather and don't be afraid and it's okay. Uh, and the next one's going to be about specific types of weather. And, and quite frankly, I did not write those. My, some creatives in my family did. Uh, for me. And they, they're great. I'm not a creative writer. I'm just an old weather guy. But anyway, thanks for asking. You know, it's been fun being involved in the, in the books. We have a lot of fun at those book signings. And, and you say, you always say you want to give back. And, and one way you do that is you go see kids in schools and stuff. You've made stops at Haleville Elementary and Haleville Middle School. Kind of talk about how that's been over your career. Yeah, I probably saw you boneheads when you guys were in second grade. I mean, uh, you know, uh, you, you probably slept through it, but that's OK. Uh, now, I'm in a school every day during normal conditions. Uh, what's funny, I've had to cancel the schools uh, for the next three days because uh, I'm under a quarantine. My wife tested positive. You know, this variant is so, so contagious. I think everybody's going to get it. Uh, so I'll be back at it next week. But that's the right thing to do. I'd love to teach. In fact, if I didn't do weather on television, I would be a third grade science teacher. Third graders are the absolute greatest. Uh, that's when they start to understand sarcasm. So they think you're funny and you can teach them middle school material and they'll learn it and they don't smell bad yet. I mean, third graders are great, but I, I'm typically seeing kids somewhere between K and, and five in elementary schools every day. And some days I'll do two schools a day. And uh, that, that's just a joy. And while you're traveling to these schools, you learn this state. I've been doing this, you know, for 43 years. And you get a very unique perspective of the people, the geography and the culture of the state while you're traveling to the school. So for me, it's a win-win situation. You know, I, I haven't slept since 1973, which is fine. I mean, I, I'm, I'm working a morning shift here at the house. I'm on you know, TV at night. I'm speaking to schools during the day. But it's great. I, I, I still can't believe to this day they pay me to do this. It is beyond awesome. And we got time for a couple more questions. Uh, one is, is is your faith. You're a big man of faith. How did how has that affected your career, especially on days like March of this year and on April 27th and April 3rd of 1974 and stuff like that? Yeah, I've been a Christian since I was 12, and um, uh, that, that's 
what drives me. I do children's worship on Sunday morning. You, you want to hear a good sermon, you ought to come to one of my children's worship services. Uh, but uh, I do ask for wisdom. And that's one of the cool things. If you ask for wisdom, it will be given to you. And there's so much we don't know about the atmosphere out here. There's a lot we don't know. In fact, as I get older, I learn how much we don't know. So prior to a high impact event that could hurt somebody, I do ask for wisdom. And I think I've been given wisdom many, many, many times of what to say and what not to say. Again, I'm so far from perfect, I can't even see it, but I do ask for wisdom. And I do ask that my heart continues to be in the right spot. To be successful, you have to put the needs of the people you serve first, not your own needs. And in this business, it's really easy to put your own needs first. You know, you get, hey, man, I'm on TV. I'm a selfie Instagram influencer. You know, nobody cares about me. That means nothing. You have to put the needs of the people first. And, and I ask all the time that that remain my priority in life. Because it wasn't that way when I, when, when I was when I was your age. I was a total you know, knucklehead. I mean, I, I was too, I was self-centered. And I was a fighter because back then I had to fight and work and, and I didn't get to do things like everybody else because of the family situation. But uh, anyway, I have been sustained in my life because of my faith in Christ. And uh, another question is, while we're recording this on Wednesday, January 12th, there's an upcoming event that could produce snow for Alabama. And that's a very sensitive topic when you talk about snow. Uh, just kind of talk about how that is being a meteorologist yeah. like that hey man i saw on uh, instagram it's going to snow three feet uh from uh, uncle joe's weather page on the gram now there, there is so much disinformation floating around and tiktok is an ocean of ignorance when it comes to weather goodness you can go to tiktok right now and half these you know guys are saying it's going to snow 10 feet or whatever and of course most of that stuff's not true uh the, the bottom line is again we're doing this on uh uh Wednesday, what is this, the uh, 11th, uh, the 12th, Wednesday, the 12th, and there could be snow showers on Sunday. It's going to pour rain Saturday night, just pour soaking rain, turns cold. There could be some snow showers and it might get the ground wide in spots, but we'll should be above freezing and we just don't expect any impact. This is not going to be a big, big high impact event for Alabama. If we have any problem, it's going to be some scattered like black ice uh, Sunday night if there's any leftover moisture. So, yeah, there could be a few snow showers on Sunday, but uh, this this is not going to be one we'll be talking about in years to come, like the blizzard of 93 or the ice storm of 82, any of these things like that. And just kind of talk about for a little bit your family, your wife and your sons and talk about that, how they have impacted your career as well. Yeah, and I, this will have to be the last one because I got to go slip away and get ready for the six o'clock here in a couple minutes. But uh, yeah, I've been married for uh, 40 years uh, and they said it wouldn't last and they were wrong. Um, and we've raised two boys. Uh, they're both grown now. The, the youngest one is in uh, Nashville. Uh, he's a music guy, which is kind of cool. In fact, I went to see him uh, up at Blackbird Studio one time and uh, it was, gosh, it, it's all the big shot artists are there, but he's in the music business, uh, not a performer, but a producer engineer. And the other is in the software business here in uh, Birmingham. Uh, but they've, they've done great. And, and I've been very blessed. And I look back and I really don't have any regrets. Um, you know, my hours are brutal and doing weather can be brutal because of the, you know, vicious attacks on social media and all the haters and the trolls and, 
But I look back on it, I just don't have any regrets. Uh, uh, I, I've had a break between the 6 and the 10 o'clock news over the years where I could go to coach a baseball game or go to some event at a school. And, um, you know, it, it's worked out very well. So I'm proud of my family, and that's a big part of, you know, my priority system. And then that's the one thing about life. You've got to set your priorities. And that's – I'm not saying what my priorities are will be yours, but, you know – Family is a pretty big deal right up there next to God. So uh, I've, I've been very blessed. And so it's been great. But guys, thanks. It's been an honor being on the show. Yes, sir. I was a good looking guy like you two guys. I'd be some big star. Yes, sir. Thank you. And thank you so much for joining right. us today. All right. Y'all have a great day now. Go Lions. Go. Thank you. Yes, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So when we come right back, we'll wrap things up. We'll be right back. Hey, Brody, check this out. What is it, Grant? It's the brand new Hateable City Schools app. Oh, that's so cool. That's right. It's free and it's available on all, on all Apple and Android devices. Everything HCS, school documents, events, directories, alerts, and news are all available at your fingertips. Download, Download it today. Welcome back, and that will conclude today's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you to Mr. James Spann for stopping by today. Don't forget to listen to all our episodes on Spotify or YouTube. Like and subscribe to The Roar YouTube page, or follow us on Instagram at the BigCast, on Twitter with BigCastHHS, or email us with BigCastHHS at gmail.com. All lowercase. All lowercase. Once again, thank you to James Spann for stopping by. For the entire BigCast team, I'm Grant Wakefield. And I'm Brady Green. Saying so long till next time.